It's no wonder people all over the world think of New Orleans as a city that really knows how to throw a party. Oh, yes, bitch. I won't know if them hoes ready. Uh. going on everyone welcome to episode 72 of high top flip-flops as always this is chris aka chris aka not chris aka bash me outside because i'm fight i just get beat up aka dr do too little aka it's not me it's not you i'm just going through a tough time right now aka little poopy dirt and as always i'm here with navik hey it's navik aka navape aka mr run up on your girl say hello then run away aka the tamil tyrese aka to cockshipper aka it's me i'm the guy that did the crime and i'm confessing right now and we have a guest here. We actually have a great guest. Uh, unlike the other times where we have very bad guests, uh, um, this is uh, this is a good guest. That's a good, yeah. that's a great introduction. Today with us we have uh, we have Varman, also known as Sus Varman, who is uh, you know a variety of things. You're a music producer. You write your own raps. You write your own songs. You know you do a little vlogging too, which is great. We want to talk to you about that as well. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like on Instagram, I recently saw you uh, kind of like sharing how you were shocked that you were kind of popping on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, TikTok celebrity. That's, <laughs> That's right. We add that. We add that to the list there. But uh, listen, man, thank you so much for, for joining no us. No problem. Today. Thank you for having me. Without a doubt. We're uh, we're very excited to, to talk to you about, uh, you know, a variety of things today. But uh, we got to start. We got to start, as always, with, uh, you know your your upbringing we're not going to be like oh you know talk to us about your culture heritage no we just want to know about malvern man we want to know about vern block because we've had a we've, <laughs> we've had a couple we've had a couple people on here um who are also from malvern oh really we've got mad love for malvern yeah um we've had i guess two people specific i guess three but two people one of our first guests um was someone named justin bayot shout out to justin who uh is like a co-founder of this like dj collective called new wave toronto mm-hmm uh, and we've also had a uh, a young, like really, really talented singer named Shanika, um, who also happens to be Tamil and from uh, Scarborough. She's really, really talented. Wow, small world. Uh, small world, man. Yeah, they're all 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 around the area. Um, but we were first introduced to Vern Block through Shanika. We were like, "Oh, what's it like in Malvern?" She's like, "Oh, Vern Block." <laughs> Bones are vacant. We're like, "Oh shit." Um, but listen, we we every once in a while we do this uh, we do this segment when we're with someone who's from. Uh, like a suburban neighborhood, and it's called Rep Your Block. Ooh. Um, so you know we want you don't have to you don't have to give up your intersection. You know if you're <laughs> if you're concerned for your safety, but um, we do want to know. You know, tell us about tell us about your neighborhood. What makes your neighborhood great? What makes your you know neighborhood not so great sometimes? Because it's you know it's got to be both. I mean, it's funny you bring it up because like I was just in a lift talking to my driver about this okay weird because uh, he knows where i'm from and like the one thing i tell people to freak them out is when they like pick me up in front of my house mm-hmm. it's like oh you see that little patch of sidewalk like right in front of right in front of the house like right about there and they're like yeah i see it it's like yeah when i was five a dude got shot there <laughs> he died <laughs> that the end <laughs> r.i.p oh hey hey it's that guy r.i.p man all right <laughs> that's real true. um yeah so that see malvern like Back then, this is like the early 2000s, it was a much, much rougher place than mm. it is now. Like, people, that kind of thing of people getting shot all the time was like, 
that was just normal. That was just like what it was right. for us, and right. um, not necessarily a, I guess, a great neighborhood, but it's grown since to become like a better place like mm. a better place for like families and little kids and that yeah. kind of thing and i think the thing that indicates that it's getting better now is that i see more and more white people popping up <laughs> every single day and i like the fuck did you come yeah. from <laughs> what the hell <laughs> white people live here now like ma we gotta sell yeah. we gotta sell on the house <laughs> like this might be worth something now truly though it does make you wonder right like i mean inevitably that's like a uh i guess you could say it's a sign of gentrification too and you're like ah like 10 yeah 20 years ago like you wouldn't have dared come here you know yeah um and suddenly something is like making this space appealing and i'm not sure what it is um or if it's just the fact that they're like building new shit you know and this place just looks nice um that's funny because i i think uh uh we you know, we want to. St- I, I'm curious to start asking this question to folks who grew up in 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 the suburbs, either in the western or the east end. But like, um, when you, when or if you imagine yourself living alone, like or living on your own, um, do you imagine yourself still living in Scarborough? Ooh, I mean, I mean, I've thought about this. It's like definitely a toss up, just given that downtown toronto isn't really a realistic option anymore yeah, for yeah, anybody yeah. For unless you got like unless you're like a trust fund baby or that's something right, like right. that kind of thing yeah and then like living in scarborough i guess i would because there are little pockets of scarborough that mm. are still like very nice like Super by the bluffs nice. like by the water oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those houses are still worth like a lot and like apartments down there are, are pretty okay yeah. so um i guess yeah i guess i i guess i would live in Scarborough, given that I'm not assuming rappers and producers make a lot of money. <laughs> right, right, right. I yeah, think you always have to go in assuming that. Yeah. <laughs> so enough, as far as like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I would live in Scarborough. Fair enough. Uh, I guess we ask because it's like, uh, it's a weird one too, right? Like when you think about new development, like coming into any place, uh, I guess like, uh, and this is like, I guess we had on the show a friend named Nyan who kind of mentioned this where he's just like, I would still feel like I'm contributing to gentrification if I like, if I were to like stay in Scarborough, but I would live in like a new, like a brand new condo, you know? Yeah. That's so interesting actually. Yeah. Yeah. You going back to what you, you hated. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Being like, up. this is, this is what like pushed us this far anyways. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, to what extent is that your fault? Right. It's like, if you're in Scarborough, if you're, you'd like to stay there, if you want to like settle down in a home, homes are still going to cost like, you know, eight hundred nine hundred thousand dollars right so it's like oh if you're gonna pull up and you need to stay in like a condo then it's like yeah it's it's kind of the way you end up getting whittled into it right but um it's a tough one it's a tough one because it's like yeah you know these places do uh make us sometimes break us as well um but uh i do have one place that's like i want to live there but not for like any particular reason apart from one really specific one y'all ever heard of Sault Ste. Marie yeah yeah. Yo, it's in the middle of fucking like it's by the border of like Canada and Michigan that's right so like Lake Michigan separates it and it's I was working like a really weird job at the time that required me to like travel out there oh man I was the only brown person I saw yeah yeah the whole time and um I just the idea of like freaking people out with that you'd be you'd be down for it yeah it's like just like white people don't go to the, like that would make some white person's day like going to the grocery store and there's just like a brown dude right because they don't see that's like the new territory for them it's like honey the grocery store i saw a white uh, a brown man he was buying iceberg lettuce and i was like huh 
And it's like, I just want to do that to fuck with white people. That's also sound like, it sounds like I'm asking to get shot, too. So, <laughs> toss up. Again. Listen, man, I mean, you never, you're never asking for it. You know, that's like, that's their decision, not yours. Right? Yeah, I mean, you're just living. Um, but Sault Ste. Marie, man, it's uh, a unique. <laughs> I mean, the last place I would have guessed you to say, it's I don't know, I thought you were going to say like fucking Uxbridge or like somewhere that's like still close, but like not that far. But uh, Sault Ste. Marie is kind of tough. I was thinking of Windsor as like another place Ooh. that's like so far out there. Because um, I know that there's a university out there. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, there's a fair bit of diversity. But besides that, it's no. like Italian people and. Uh, <laughs> sorry, this is like a sidetrack, but. Uh, a former guest on the show here, AK. We had him on with Quincy. He owns a home out there. Shout really? Out, why? Shout out to AK, man. AK, why are you doing that? <laughs> Listen, it's man. terrible out <laughs> there. Look, okay, I I went to Windsor a few times because I have friends that went to school there. Mm-hmm. I also visited a trap home. <laughs> Not a trap house, a trap home. It's a home. Because a home is ultimately made by the people. A house is what's created. <laughs> oh, right, by right, 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 right. Right, and it was actually wow, purely, dis- utterly disgusting. I slept in my car that night. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Or not my car, a car that night. Um, <laughs> a car. <laughs> shout out to uh, Janish, who also was like, uh, they're like, my friend was like, hey, do you want to sleep in my house? And then Janish was like, fuck no, I'm <laughs> sleeping in my car. This is nasty. <laughs> and I was thinking that, but I didn't say it. And you know what? Sometimes you just speak your mind. <laughs> yeah, you should you should definitely speak so, your mind. So, wow, AK, wow, we need to talk. Yeah, no, Windsor. hey man. I mean, con- you're a homeowner now. So, congrats to you, AK. Um, cuz that is something that none of us are. But uh at the same time, I definitely was just like, "Oh shit. You're going to Windsor." Um, but I think he still he's like he travels a lot to Toronto for work, so um he's still here. He's still he's still around. Um, but yeah, you know, I uh I really wonder what life would be like for any of us if we were to like pull up in these spots. Because like, in a, yeah, as you said, inevitably we would kind of become tokens, you know. Um, and you kind of see that in like food establishments too. It's just like, oh, that's the one shawarma spot, or like. But the thing is with Tamil people too is like it'll never be like a Tamil spot. It'll be like fucking Italian, and like of course the whole backline is like all Tamil dudes cooking, and like a Tamil manager, and you just like don't know it. It's all very intentionally kept hush hush because it's like, oh, this is how we a piece to these folks you know mm-hmm. um but i very much went on a tangent here thanks for bearing with me um we didn't come to talk about home ownership <laughs> and the uh, economic bubble of uh 2020 but uh that's for another day you know that's for our other podcast um what's that one called do you remember the uh the home ownership podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. it's called um hey listen to this we got some homes that's it, that's, that's it. what that's, that's what it's called <laughs> uh but listen man um obviously we've talked about growing up in scarborough a little bit um you mentioned uh <laughs> you know trying to make trying to make enough money uh to live in scarborough making music writing music as well um rather than asking you when uh when you started making music because everyone's relationship with music kind of comes at different points yeah um i guess we're kind of specifically curious to know when like um at what point you like really kind of invested your time into sampling uh, because sampling is like is very evidently where um like the root of your of your music um mm-hmm. and it's also kind of like what has dictated so much of the music that we've heard you kind of share mm-hmm. um uh and it's like you know these are like, classic conversations will happen right of like I, I mean i remember uh and it's it's funny now because it's like it's in some ways it's bit him in the ass but like i remember um 
you know, maybe like five or six years ago, Tyler, the creator, uh, tweeted something like, you know, like you're not a producer if you're just like chopping up like some samples and like looping it over and over again with some beat underneath, like go like play some fucking chords or whatever, you know, he's just being himself. But, um, you know, I think in a lot of ways it's also like, uh, it, it is like paying testament to this idea that like, yeah, production is like in many ways, um, it's like very grandiose thing, like rooted in like your technical ability and like layering like different sounds, different instruments, particularly with like with hip hop music. Right. Yeah. Um, and like uh, sample based beats being relegated as like a lesser. Form yeah. A lesser production. form. Exactly. A lesser form uh, also is like a dated form of uh-huh. production. Right. That like people are still like looping and people who are still like, you know, like crate digging and making sample based beats are like living in this past, you know, mm-hmm. um, when that's not the case, like, like bandana and like Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib, like that wouldn't be happening. Those projects wouldn't be happening. Exactly. If that like new Danny Brown, exactly. New, exactly. Like none of these projects would have like in 2019, wouldn't it be happening if there wasn't relevancy, and there wasn't significance. Right. Um, so with all that said, we, I am very, we are very curious to know where your relationship with, with sample based beats kind of came along. Was that something that was like from the jump or did you kind of take on that? Like, you know, I want to do chords. I want to do 808s yeah. and all this stuff first. So definitely not from the jump. I've been kind of like kicking around music production longer than a lot of people expect given I'm 21. Right. I'm coming, I think something onto like eight years. Okay. Now. Crazy. Cause I, st- I was a weird kid and in the fifth grade i i always liked music throughout my life like right. i was one of those kids but right. at a certain point music production became really appealing and that was around like the fifth grade i'd say okay. like and this was like way before like metro Boomin and like everyone <laughs> and your mom wanted to be a producer right. that kind of thing so i was just a weird kid and then yeah. eventually as time passed on i i guess i started listening to a tribe called quest that was kind of the tipping point right. and I watched this show called Rhythm Roulette. Yeah. It's a show Mass Appeal does. They get producer, blindfolds themselves, picks three random records, and then they go in and sample the random stuff they chose. Right. And I was like a proto-hipster in high school, so I had like <laughs> vinyl and stuff like okay, that. Okay, gotcha. And I was like, cool, like I already have records, and I already know how this music program works because mm. I've been doing it for so long. Let me try making a song like in this style. So. Right. I sampled the thing, and it was like a it was like a Frank Sinatra record I got from like a thrift store. Okay, which is a decent start because it's still jazz. But um, yeah, I made the beat, and like it was something about the sound that was just like so saturated and like fat and right. like really like full that I just was never able to achieve prior to using that. Mm-hmm. And it was like love at first. I was like, I'm gonna keep doing this forever. Right. Yeah. Amazing. And, that's where sampling starts okay amazing and and was like uh and have you like i I imagine given that it's like eight year you know it's been eight years since you kind of first started um has there been a point in time where like you you've cared to or you've wanted to kind of explore um like the production or the the styles of production that i kind of mentioned that does involve like more midi based stuff yeah um yeah yeah, how do you how do you feel about that, or do you feel comfortable or interested in it? Definitely, definitely. Um, I was like, um, I was also like a band nerd for a long time, nice. so I played what did instruments. You play? Yeah, I started when I was like in around when I started producing. I played guitar, okay, and then um, which was great for my social life. Right. It was <laughs> awesome when you're around 
80 Tamil kids who want to play soccer at recess <laughs> and you want to play Simon and Garfunkel at recess. <laughs> kids love that. So, uh, oh man. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. I can imagine. Simon and Garfunkel, bear slaps. Bear dude, <laughs> right? Yeah, numerous slaps. I will dead ass listen to Paul Simon and cry on the bus. Mm. It's a daily occurrence for me. Anyways. So, yeah, I've been playing instruments for like a, a while. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been a while. And I just never found a way to integrate that right, into right, production, right. mainly because I just didn't have the money for like instruments. Right. And right, like, right. I just a few months ago got a drum kit for the first time. No way. Yeah. Okay. Unreal. Uh, that and a bass and um, uh, keys. That sort of thing, like moving away from sampling has been actually like really just refreshing in that mm. like I've never done, I've never made beats like that, but I have the sort of sound in mind that I can just bring it to life with only things that I've written on instruments. Right, right, and there's right. one cut off the new thing called corner shop which yes. is no samples at all oh unreal okay. that is all played by yours truly wow phenomenal okay <laughs> that's really exciting then because that's very much like a, a departure or in, in a lot of ways like you think about um why or like a big part of why simple bass beats are like appealing is because more often than not you're sampling like uh, acoustic sounds right you're sampling like a live drum set you're sampling like a a live bass line whatever it is a cello um so I think to recreate that with your own instruments is like in a lot of ways still paying homage to mm-hmm. what you were getting from or yeah, what you felt when you listened to sample based music. But yeah, you take it to the next level by like having full reins over full reign over it, right? Yeah. Uh, Plus I won't get sued. Right. That's the best part. <laughs> <That's laughs> Yo, that was always wild to me with uh I know it started with uh Mac Miller and Lord Finesse. Mm-hmm. Remember that whole situation back in like mm-hmm. two thousand eight? Off of SoundCloud song. That was not even a so album drop or anything. Was he so right. Mac Miller was just like was pressed by Lord Finesse for not like clearing sam- clearing samples? For a song that went on Dat Piff, pretty wow. much. So yeah. for free. And yeah, he made and no money. He never well, he profited by performing it, but oh, does that really that. count, you know, because right. people do covers of everything. But, um, yeah, and then he sued him. I, I he probably They probably settled or something like that, yeah. but that's kind of wild to me, like for that type of song. Now right. it kind of makes sense because you're profiting. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord Finesse got real quiet after Mac died. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to find, like, recent interviews with him, and he didn't say shit in, Damn. like, years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, now you're that guy. Yeah, yeah. now you're that guy. You're Drew. that fucking guy, Lord Finesse. <laughs> that's awesome. Hope the money was worth it because he's dead. Yes. Oh my God. Damn. R.I.P. The King. Man. Yeah. Truly though. Peace, Mac Miller. Holy cow. Um, but damn. I mean, the fact that this has been eight years of producing music, I can imagine. Um, I can imagine there's like, or maybe I, I don't want to assume, but how how do you feel with like uh, like revisiting and like holding on to like old old work? Um, because that's always like a, a tricky one, right? Like sometimes yeah. it's like there are a lot of people who are like i'm comfortable like keeping all this on soundcloud keeping all this available um because it's like you know you feel good about it and it's also like an opportunity to to just like have it all out there see this growth but sometimes like and very understandably it's like nah that was bad and like i'm not up for it i've I've been there i've been there my friend yeah and what what is that like for you i mean how do you feel about keeping your old work like yeah it's like the it, it it I guess it depends in like context to when I made the particular thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I have, oh god, I hope no one's really paying attention to this because <laughs> there's a there is a video on YouTube of me floating around that I made in the fifth grade of me beat making. Whoa, which is like my proof that I've actually been doing it as long as I've said I've been doing okay. it. But 
it's the most like it's yeah, it's a mess. Really? It is a <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna mess. edit it in to right right here. <laughs> That's where no no no. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, we can't we we don't have that much skill on editing video. I, I editing. showed I I picked select people in my life to okay. show that video That's fair. to. That's and understandable. It's like, uh, and yeah, so. In hindsight, like at first that was obviously like super embarrassing, but in hindsight, yeah. it's like it's cool to have documentation of the fact that it's been so long and yeah. like to see how far I've come. But at the same time, I'm like a massive proponent to like deleting things mm. and like keeping things not because like with the Internet and releasing things that way, like everything has this like strange permanence to it Yeah, where it's like there's an expectation that it's just going to be there forever. And it's like, oh, that's not the case. Like I can just. Like just delete it and you'll right. never hear this thing ever again. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, it, 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 in a way, I think kind of makes it, it a bit more exciting just given that the permanence of it. It's like, oh, you can, once it's there, like, I'll get around to hearing it or something. Or like, it'll still be on Spotify in like a week. Like, I'll get around to it. But if it's getting deleted in like the next week, then it's like, you have one week to listen to it <laughs> right, and then right, it's right. gone. I just really always liked that aspect. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I delete, there's like, hundreds of songs that don't <laughs> exist anymore as far as that's the public right. is concerned yeah and that's fair too i mean it's you're entitled to like to choose what you share and, and what you don't sucked, right so yeah <laughs> it'd be bad news for me if i shared them <laughs> fucking trash no man no no no. i'm sure it's not the case oh I you mean, ain't heard them yet <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough, fair enough yo it's us spit some bars from one of those songs <laughs> yeah, just, right now right now acapella i Give had it. a song Give us, <laughs> I was in like the seventh grade. I tried making a hip hop song it's called "I Go Hard." Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, God. Uh, I, I wish I could remember what I said in it. But That's it right. Like, Don't sweat it. There was only one. I remember there was one like semi decent. It was like tour around the world. Globe Trotters, no Harlem. Like it, was, it doesn't make. It's, it's okay. That's a twelve-year-old like, bar right there. Yeah. That's a good twelve-year-old bar. Can I? Can I do the hook? Yeah, oh, go yeah. for it. I go ha 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 ha. Just with all I'm the voice. So, I'm but mad because you're not that far off from what the actual hook was. <laughs> but I make it sound trash. But I think it it probably sound good. Oh, I made it sound trash too. <laughs> Don't believe no, me. <laughs> Listen, we gotta we gotta love we gotta we gotta show love to our twelve year old selves, you know. Also, think about that. Like, think about how wild that is for you to be twelve year old, twelve years old, and just being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna share this with the world." Oh, if to, I had like, TikTok t- you know? when I was twelve, I would think self-immulate. By <laughs> oh now. Like, my I'd, gosh, it's, it's horrifying. Like my little cousin has that, and it's just the weirdest, most jarring. It's like her lip syncing with her friends. Right. And it's like, why am I why like? What is the point? Like, why am I watching? I'm telling this to my 12 year old cousin, right, right, right. asshole. <laughs> what is the point? What the, why the fuck are you doing? This? Oh my God. Wasting your goddamn t- idiot. No. <laughs> she, yeah, it's that's just, awful. That's awful. No, no. She's, like, she's, it's <laughs> just an right. odd thing because it's like you. We obviously know like how that outlasts mm. us. Yeah. So it's like to, it's interesting to see like the expectation of like how much kids are supposed to be making yeah because she's posting like multiple things every single day it's like, that is the expectation that's for kids. a lot yeah so it's like to see all of that when you're like 19 like i'd have no clue what that would feel like yeah that's a re- that's a really good point um so yeah to just like think about what they're like we think about what our uh like our internet history would be or even just like the the, the, the idea of like like well, make sure like you know something that you said in like 2006 on facebook oh, like God. isn't like wrong when it's just like yeah these kids are like well their lives are now super well documented on the internet 
uh, as a result of just like, yeah, something like TikTok. Um, but speaking of TikTok, how did you end up on TikTok? <laughs> and how did you end up low-key TikTok famous? Because uh, <laughs> so. that's something we're both mildly intrigued by, but also concerned by, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so um, uh, it was at a point in my life like three months ago, like okay. I wasn't smoking weed so i was really bored mm-hmm. really bored because i had nothing to do and i one night was like i'm gonna kill some time like i've been hearing about this like tiktok mm-hmm. thing like i'm gonna get the app and in one night i made like six of them because okay. it was just like super like weird and dumb right, and right, like right. kind of fun so i made six and then i like dinner was ready so i got went and ate my dinner and then i went back upstairs and i looked at all of them again and in like the 20 minutes it took me to eat my dinner, one of them had surpassed a thousand views. <laughs> and I was like, that's strange. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fucked up. But like, that's going to stop soon. Cause I've been around, like I've been on the internet for a that's while. Right. So like, I know things taper off yeah. eventually. So I was like, yeah, that's not going to last. So right. I put my phone down, pick it up again. 10,000 views. I'm like, wow. uh, this is getting weird now. <laughs> and it just never stopped. It just kept going going on that particular one which is far from the funniest one i've ever made <laughs> it's just this weird thing of like a woman like drawing if you haven't already seen it considering <laughs> have how you not seen it culturally influential it is everybody's seen it already <laughs> it is um it's like a woman on charcoal like drawing a line and then she uses her finger to smudge downwards on that line so it looks like eyelashes mm. And I, the joke I wanted to do was a video next to that where I did it on a whiteboard. Right. So obviously when I smudge it with my finger, it gets fucked up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the thing that made it pop off was the fact that like 13 year olds didn't understand that I was joking. Oh. <laughs> they were like, um, it's a pencil, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like I have like thir- multiple 13 year olds telling me off. <laughs> I'm like a 21 year old man with student debt. And I have 13 year olds every day telling me like, it's a whiteboard, you idiot. That's why it didn't work. Because, like, they just don't know. And then eight more 13-year-olds arguing with those 13-year-olds. Like, it's a joke. Don't you understand what a joke is? And I'm like, I... You have stands, man. <laughs> you got riders, dude. Use TikTok stands. These streets, you need them. The Varman TikTok stands. Wow. That's yeah, and then it started... Give, the app started giving me vertigo. So I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I hate this so much. It's so odd. It seems like a scary place. So, like... uh was it originally for like these like lip syncing type videos? Was that like the purpose of it? I think so. Okay. I think so. Because I know there was like the musically, right? Was that the name? That yeah. was like yeah. the name of this app. And like Triller, like... which some people still use. Right. If you're like not cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Triller was cool at one point for like one it month. It was. <laughs> one <laughs> month last year. It was cool. Yeah. And then clearly TikTok kind of took the reins, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is very strange because now it's it's used for anything and everything. It's not lip sync based yeah. videos at all. Clearly, yours was like was not at oh, all. Did right? y'all see Jagmeet Singh's TikTok? Yes, that's right. Jagmeet Singh put out a TikTok. Hey, that's my right. G needs the votes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, kids, that millennial get out, vote, do man. something. All right, hey, man, make sure you vote. Oh. Uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> by the time this episode comes out, we will have in Canada a new prime minister. So we'll. I mean, we're happy right now. We might not be happy by the time this episode comes out. If we'll you're see. running for prime minister, stay off TikTok. Stay off TikTok. The man. fact that I'm weighing out that and blackface is yeah, like, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Cut me a fucking break here. Lesser, like, lesser of two evils. Lesser, lesser by a prime long shot. Minister uses still. TikTok. I use TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> That's Hon- why. Honestly, it's TikTok 
open racism and then it's blackface for me. Oh, really? Really? So, it's in that order that yeah. offense, right? Like number one offense. <laughs> number one I, offense is TikTok. Yeah. The last then, one is blackface. Yeah. Oh, that's blackface is just like yeah, it's like uh, blatant racism, like the People's Party of Canada. People's Party of Canada. They're at the they're yeah. at the bottom. TikTok man, jug meat. How could you? How could you how do could that to you? us? Um, but, um, okay. Wow. Uh, I mean, listen, I guess the real question for you is though, is like, do you feel the pressure to like keep making more TikTok? (laughs) Okay. Cause it's gotten so saturated. Right. It's like, there's so many, because people started to catch wind of the fact that like, oh, this is going to be like, what is effectively the new vine? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cause like it has the same platform and it's like. It's just like getting so saturated at this point. Yeah. Like so many different people are on it now, and it's like now famous people are starting oh, to get yeah, on it too. So it's like once that happens, the game's kind of up. Yep. But for a while, it was this weird thing of like the reason I liked it was because their algorithm was like super odd. Mm. It would take the most like obscure thing ever and just put it on like that's how my thing went right. started to, and started to pop off. It's like it just would take the most obscure weird thing and put it in front of like front hundreds of, of people. That's great. And like anything and everything could have become popular, but now that's not the case anymore. Right. So, no, I'm not going back. That's to That's fine. Well, listen, we're still we're still varming TikTok stands, and we'll Hell fight yeah. we'll fight for you in the comments too. Hell yeah! <laughs> I had a good one that didn't do none of the ones that I really like do well. <laughs> that's the worst. I have one where I insinuate it didn't do well on Twitter either, actually, but I, it's the one where I insinuate the, that the Property Brothers fuck. Oh, okay. <laughs> Each like, other? Or? Yeah. Like incest. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's like. I just turned on my friend one day and I looked and I was like, hey, you think you think they're in the, the property brothers <laughs> fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like once? Maybe. Apparently that doesn't do well amongst 13 year olds, so I got to work on it, I guess. Do you think they fuck in the property after? <laughs> they, uh, they, they, what are the, what's the show? They show them the property? <laughs> they, they like show them like a cheap property and like renovate it, I guess, to like get the white people what they want. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think they fucked. No. I think so. Some Game of Thrones shit. Right I'll there. call it now. Yeah, I'll call oh, okay. it now. And if it comes out in like in the next few years that that actually might have happened, could you imagine? Oh yeah, we'll we'll timestamp. I'd video be a and, god and share this. We'll we'll timestamp it and revisit <laughs> it. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll do, we'll do that for you on this on this call right here. Yeah. This, of all things, you know, of all things to predict, <laughs> of all yeah. things to be Nostradamus <laughs> for you. Know? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but um. But okay, in, in terms of in terms of uh, you know producing all this music, as you said, kind of keeping a lot of music on or sharing a lot of music, but removing a lot. Um, something that has you know thankfully stayed, um, thankfully stayed online, I guess for like the the past year or so, uh, is a project that you rela- released. Was it earlier this year uh, or late last year? Um, January. Write, it was January yeah. this year. So yeah. it was at the top of this year, titled "I Write Songs So I Miss My Dad Less." Uh, and this was like, I guess, cool. And correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first project that you decided to also release on like Spotify and streaming yeah. platforms. Okay. Yeah. What kind of? Um, I mean, there's lots we want to talk about, but yeah, what? We'll start by saying, um, what compelled you to be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this one out there. I'm gonna put this one on Apple Music, put it on Spotify, kind of like do that bit of promo for it, and like let this one stay. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it was just that, um, like. There was almost like a part of me that like didn't want to put it out there at all because mm. it's like it's so like fucking like personal and yeah. like I'm so naked on like the whole thing totally. that it's like I would listen to it and like there's a little bit of me that was like is this too much like am I like 
getting a little too personal? Like, am I trying to like weirdly capitalize off like a bad situation? But then like, ultimately I came to realize like that little bit of me that wasn't sure if I should put it out was the reason that I should put it out because that fear that existed in me was like a sign that like this was something that was like risky. Mm. Like there's actual stakes there. Yeah. And as far as like art is concerned, at least in my mind, like if like you should, you have to take risks, like you have to do things that you don't think other people would be willing to do. And I, certainly there are a lot of people who wouldn't be willing to do that EP. So that yeah. aspect of me not fully wanting it out there was like the thing that really pushed me to like, commit to it and like really go through with putting it out mm. yeah. well yeah i mean obviously challenging on on multiple levels right because one what you said is like yeah having made music for so long it's it's also super easy to be hypercritical and be like oh this is trash i want this out of here yeah. um but also you know in, in terms of this project it's the 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 subject matter right it, yeah you know, t just talking about losing someone who is so important to you so such a plays a such a pivotal part in your life um, obviously like in, induces like a lot of fear and also just like it's emotional, you know, it's yeah. emotional to kind of go through that process. So it's obviously, um, uh, I think it's very special that, that it was something that you, you chose to release and chose to kind of talk about through your music. Um, but I guess that's, that's also something that I kind of wanted to know is like, was that, uh, did it feel difficult to even get to the point of like choosing to, to write about it and be explicit about it, you know, like, no, not at all, okay. actually, because I was, I was making music before that point, like I was doing like beat tape stuff, mostly production, mm -hmm. and then everything happened, and it was almost like a weird, like, thing clicked, where it was like, survival, like, it was like a mm -hmm. weird sort of like, I wasn't making beats because I make beats, like I was doing it as like a form of like escapism, mm -hmm. and so that's where like all the beats came from and then writing it out i was just writing that stuff to write it because it helped me like you know that oprah thing where it's like you write a letter to someone that you're mad at but then you fold it up and like you never send it to them because mm -hmm. it helps you sort of like articulate and organize your thoughts and feelings that's right, that's right. that was essentially what i did with writing mm -hmm. the ep it was like a way for me to sort of organize specific things i was feeling and articulate them in a way that was like objective and like more healthy than the sort of like emotions that you get going through oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's sort of like what motivated a lot of the writing was just sort of like figuring out little aspects of that event that were like difficult to deal with and yeah, then just like how do i explain this to someone who doesn't know who the fuck i am like yeah. how do i get this across to someone who has no idea what this is like right and in that way like it made it easier to sort of understand what i was going through and right. it ended up being that thing yeah 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 i mean like i said i think it's like it takes a lot it takes a lot of energy to like to do that and to sh again to share it publicly because it's like yeah these are the things i've been thinking about and like struggling with um for you know ho however long right and like to also to for me to pretend that it just like ends after you you know all those feelings just kind of you know disappear after releasing something like this is is mm -hmm. completely unfair um, but there is this, like, this great sense of, like, yeah, like you said, you know, you're putting it out there, um, and, like, allowing for everything that you've said to, like, really exist and, and kind of val be validated, mm -hmm. um, which, man, it's, is super fucking hard. Like, I think about, uh, I, I think the thing that, like, really comes to mind for me is just, like, how you, ch how you, you chose to, to kind of 
like to cope with it right um because yeah I, I mean i'm sure we can all share stories about like uh, there are people that we know who would like not who might might not cope with like sadness or, or frustration or, or anger um or, or choose to by choose to cope with it by articulating what what they're feeling um and that's like i mean this is like a a wild segue but i mean like yo i mean Nivek and i were just talking about like the 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 woman who was like violently murdered by oh, her like yeah, her strange yeah. husband you know yeah. uh, darshika it's like that's like a i mean sure it's like of course it's super super complex but that's like a prime example of like another tamil dude who like didn't have uh, like an outlet or like an opportunity or didn't have the agency to like express like yeah. those demons express those them. demons exactly um and that's scary because it's like it's widespread you know yeah um and do you feel that like amongst um your peers like thumb or non thumb like do you feel like um you kind of get that same energy from from the people that you're around that they're willing to um they're willing to kind of be open about about their emotions did you feel like did you feel isolated in the process of trying to uncover what it was that you were feeling? Um, well, with my particular friend group, who's like largely not Dhammel, like mm-hmm. they, they, I don't really experience that. Like we're all very like emotionally outward, like sensitive and like aware of that kind of thing. Because like you have to be. Yeah. Um, as far as like in the sort of Dhammel community is concerned, I think it's getting better. Yeah. I think it is with the sort of whole like pop culture is like shifting away from that whole like masculine man mm. thing like i don't think like drake could exist in in like a in the sort of way he does right. if it weren't changing at least a little bit right. so like because he is that like sensitive like right. heartbroken that kind of whole thing right but yeah as far as like that is concerned like it's certainly not where it should yeah. be yeah I for sure think because it's still very like volatile sometimes like yeah. just um, emotionally some people and it's sort of just like even just something like just simply like stating something that you think they do that isn't like ideal or oh, yeah. isn't necessarily <laughs> the most progressive oh, thing yeah. to do that is like not you just addressing something that's an argument yeah, that's like you gotta like fight attack. this person yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like it's getting better though it is getting better like i've i've i'm i'm i've no more brown dudes who are like able to be like sensitive and vulnerable good, and man. that kind of thing and i hope it just keeps moving forward in that direction yeah if we all do yeah 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 no kidding um yeah very similarly feels like there's like hope you know yeah um but there's also very clearly people who are like yeah still trying to pull up on you and just like, <laughs> yeah uh talk some shit as a result of like getting getting defensive or getting upset about what you have to say um but yeah i mean like without fostering like spaces right like without feeling like we have friends or feeling like we have the space to to kind of say what we need to say and and feel what you need to feel like uh you're gonna end up being in like a rut always right yeah mm-hmm. um now do you uh do you go to therapy or was this creating this um this ep kind of your form of therapy um i think i wouldn't go as far as to call it <coughs> therapy because i think that in a way is a l- I, w- I don't want to say irresponsible just like a little misguided just because, like, there is no substitute for that as far as, like, that sort of getting those things checked on is concerned. Like, you can write yeah, yeah. and make as much art about pain and stuff as you want, but it's, like, you, there are professionals for that kind of thing. It was therapeutic in a sense, just being able to articulate 
everything I was going through, but I do see a psychiatrist currently, and like I'm like looking into therapy because it's just something that like everyone if you have the access to it like culturally and financially which is a whole other thing but yeah it's it's something that like everyone should be doing because it's like you know the brain's a complex thing like it doesn't like we still don't fully know how it operates and like to have people who are actually qualified in that sort of way like you wouldn't break your arm and just like leave it yeah yeah just like i'll get over it like this is not how it works so Yeah, uh, uh, I've been looking into it recently. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even just just the fact that you're you're willing to kind of to share, right? Again, it's Hell just yeah. like it's it's more uh, it's more more energy put towards like normalizing it, right? Yeah, and that's like it's weird. Thing. I have a weird thing of like, especially with like sort of like kind of like more like hooded out brown dudes. I have a weird way of cracking them. Mm. emotionally amazing like, Yo, i've had like talk deep us, talks man. with my drug dealer okay <laughs> like, the dude who sells me weed like we've had like emotional conversation and he's the most like he's he's like a, uh, he's like a man's body. man like he's that kind body. of thing right. yeah we've had like emotional conversations i was like why are you doing this with me <laughs> like I, <laughs> like i get it but at the same time like how did i crack this like <laughs> i just need, i needed weed that's hard though man i mean that's that's a hard thing i yeah. mean yeah it's good i'm glad i I, yeah i think that's a phenomenal thing i'll speak for myself like i struggle with that heavy for sure just because like i think i'm either met with backlash or like i'm just like you know what i'm too intimidated to do this right now i'm too intimidated to ask you the whys you know because uh sometimes that's the kind of things that people need to be asked but i don't know you feel the same way do you feel like you're able to like crack or you're able to like speak to someone who like outwardly would present themselves Specifically, Thumbler, specifically, you know, Brown, South Asian, whatever, um, that would that have like presented themselves as someone who's like not up for being emotionally available, being vulnerable, talking about it. Oh no, not at all. That's <laughs> why I'm trying to ask him. Right, How do you right. do that? <laughs> yeah, legit. Do you just hit him with the questions, or are these people just kind of like venting to you, and you yeah, just happen to like, be the it's, listener? It's a weird thing where like people trust me too much. Okay, <laughs> almost like off of instant, and like I, I'm not saying like. I'm not gonna say I'm a trustworthy. Like I'm, I, don't, I, I like I keep things. If someone values what they're telling me and they say like, "Don't tell us anyone," like I'm not gonna tell us anyone because yeah. it's fucked up. But right. it's like a weirdly consistent thing where like <laughs> I, I guess like the EP doesn't help in that regard. Right, it's right. like ah, uh, like he's been through it. But it's like it. Yeah, I just have a weird way of like, like it'll be like mandem. It'll be like man's, and right. then like when it's just me and like the plug, it's like emotional, like sad boy hours. Right, right, right. It's just the weirdest. It's I love it. It's just the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, I mean, it's the lone wolf versus the pack mentality, right? Hell yeah, you're you're vulnerable on your own. So, uh, I mean, that's great. The fact that you're providing, <laughs> I mean, unintentionally providing for him. Shout out way. to all our drug dealers yeah. going through it, man. <laughs> yeah, check up on your drug dealer. Check up. That's the episode, that's the title of this episode. Check up on your drug dealers. Make sure they're okay. That's what we'll title this episode. Sometimes uh, you need a pickup, but sometimes maybe they need to be. <laughs> they need Whoa. a pickup too. Hey, Emotionally, man. Come on. Um, <laughs> okay. But speaking speaking about projects, and to what extent you're willing to talk about this, you know, we want to hear all about it. Uh, but you were kind enough to to kind of swing to Nivek and I uh, 
I guess uh, a project, or is it kind of maybe the the moniker that you want to go under? Good, bad, ugly. Is that the name of the project? That's the title of it. That's yeah. the title of the project. Yeah. Okay, and and is that kind of is that being released under the same name? Do you care to release it under Susvarman? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Susvarman. It's okay. just like I like that name because people have problems. with Good, bad, ugly? Like, uh, no, sus varmint. Oh, really? People think it's just like, people don't get it. Like, people just try and figure out why I named myself that. Right, right, right. Because it's like, sus is like, like, every rap name has to be like, like, you're cool and like, you got this bravado and like, I'm, I'm kind of sus. Right. Like, <laughs> listen to my music, you feel kind of sus after. So it's like, it's a fitting title. And it's, it's, people just don't get it like they fixate on it and mm. that's the thing that makes me laugh because it's so stupid yeah 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 and it's like <laughs> i'm definitely just keeping this around because it's just <laughs> funny at a that's certain right. point yeah i agree i think just the fact that it's like uh it's causing people some like strain you know because it's, like, it's so self-deprecating <laughs> i don't think people have ever seen like a rapper willingly do that self-deprecating it's kind of like, yeah 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 it's kind of who i am though <laughs> like it's not fair, man. speak my truth you know yeah yeah i think that's fair um but this project, man, both both Navik and I have had the chance to listen to it, um, and it's phenomenal. I feel like this is the first time so that much. we're like getting the chance to, um, not to say that we didn't get a chance to to hear you rap um, on your on your last project. I write songs, so I miss my dad uh, less. Um, but it's very evident. Um, it was very evident that there was a, a storytelling element to that project, um, and a lot of what you were saying, as you said, was like revisiting ideas thoughts and like moments that you needed to process mm-hmm. um where uh in this project well it's like again i'm not we're not going to sit here and say like oh you know none of that is is present um there is like you know what felt like uh what felt like this kind of like elevated level particularly in your writing yeah thank you very um, much and obviously given that it's it's not something that there's like a, a whole lot for us to to work off of um, it definitely felt like, yeah, you were you were going really hard on it. Um, yeah. You know, simply put, both Navek and I were like, "These are bars, <laughs> barring out, definitely barring out." On These barring out, thank you. No zanny, barring out, no zanny. <laughs> um, but there you go, there you go. Hit the, <laughs> hit the bomb drop. Um, but no, we do want to talk about this one because um, uh, once again, sample based. As you said, there's a song on there that is actually is is fully produced by you, but with instruments as well. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything in particular that you wanted to get across with this one? Was this one, was this project more so about you um, just kind of like sticking with the beats that you felt the best about, sticking with the bars that you felt best about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what were you kind of thinking about as you were you were putting this together? Oh, man. The process of putting it together was like the most manic and strange oh, shit. Okay. thing. It was so odd. Okay. Like there's a whole kind of like story to it. Like I was producing this. For like maybe what was like the past two months. Okay. I was also dating someone at the time. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so that happened and I was making it and then I got dumped. Sucks. Sorry. Happens yeah. though. Um, and uh, after I got dumped, I like listened to what I had spent the last month making. Mm. And it, it was like, because like I was... I was like, I was in love. I was happy. So I was like optimistic. Okay. And then we were like freshly dumped. I listened to it all the way through and I was like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> the fuck is he happy about? So I like basically oh, out of like man. shame and I just didn't like it. So out of shame, I like wiped every song 
except one, which is the one we talked about with no samples. Mm-hmm. I wiped every single one in the span of two days. I made four songs. Wow. Okay. Like just super manic, just kind of like that weird like post breakup mm. where you get you like finally get out of like crying all the time. And you're like, I need to find like, recently <laughs> you got all that energy. It's the up. it's the like it's the exhaustion energy, you know. Yeah, it's like your friend who's like, oh, I'm just focusing on work right now. <laughs> you're like eight Red Bulls just coding, and you're like, dude, like you need to. I can't hang out. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, too it's busy. like this is too much, man. Right, right, right. So yeah, that's basically how what the project is now came together okay, okay it was over the span of like two days wow and then it, like by the end of it i was like i actually really like this and it's like <laughs> it's weird being like almost glad that you got dumped because right. like, shit's fine like i'm happy with it like, I right, was, like right, right. as long as i get like i don't really got much else to do on this planet except make good music so right. if i can get good music out of a bad situation sort of my mantra at this point yeah. uh, <laughs> it's uh it's it's like everything is like is uh, yeah everything's fine right. like I've, I've forgiven like the whole thing yeah yeah yeah. because it was like and i told her because like we still talk so i told her like yeah like i made some whack shit when we were together <laughs> <laughs> but after you dumped me Cause for growth, a little bit of growth. Fire! Yeah. I'd suck if I were still with you. Oh shit! Did you, oh, you said that to her. What did you say? That's the, that's the backhanded compliment. She was, uh, right yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, she laughed. I can't assume she was happy. To you with the, hit you with the all lowercase lol, just on its own. Apparently, it sucks more for her than it does for me, though, because she's a fan of the music. Oh, okay. Stuff. Like that's how she figured out who, who I am. Who you were in the first place? Okay. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah. now, like, she told. The other day that like should be in the shower and like listening to music and it's on shuffle and then I'll come on oh <laughs> and it's her ex boyfriend who she dumped rapping about his dead dad right <laughs> right like right super fucking oh, like <laughs> oh that sucks dude like that sucks <laughs> like that I can't oh man <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> right? yeah this becomes a bit over uh, sus, um, over, over yeah talk about sus oh <laughs> sus if i ever heard it but uh you, you are saying that you, you date fans <laughs> yeah. this is the, this is the yeah. real question right wow. here. Like, <laughs> hey i mean like pretty brown girls follow me on twitter i can't complain yep. yeah. also like i only have game on twitter okay oh, i don't yes, have game sir. on ig or on tinder and i think it's because twitter is the only one that has nothing to do with my face fair okay it's fair just enough. my music and like me being funny that's all right man they're seeing <laughs> hey, you for, they're seeing you for your personality hit you know? me up though that's I mean, that's what matters most girls like a tortured soul <laughs> I got my, I, you know what I got no my heart broke. not really Kind of, actually. I mean, I beg to differ, but because <laughs> I've been playing that card for years, and bro, it's hard out here. Is your dad my alive? G. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's, so that's right. That might be it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. my gosh! I just keep saying that. Oh man, I'm sad, and I keep getting curved by women. So <laughs> please, not, uh, yeah, please okay. look at me, but no, that's not it. Mm. That's all right. But look at you now, man. <laughs> I'm on the number one podcast <laughs> in all of this intersection, that's baby. Right. <laughs> That's right. Okay. That's right. Um, that's right, man. Don't ever get that twisted. Yeah. Number one, in, number one podcast in Pickering. Also, don't tell girls about how you get curved because it's kind of like self fulfilling prophecy. Right. <laughs> a little, mm. little, bit, a little, a little bit of advice. Tip, tips from Barman. They kind of, they kind of like. It. <laughs> Do you say a loser? <laughs> Sick. <laughs> I kind of like that. I got a shot here. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. That's, first, that's what this is about here. Okay. We're building here. 
Okay. This is called Sasvarman is a young man, pretty much. He's 21 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm 25 years old. Oh. I'm. Oh. We're. What? <laughs> Damn. That sucks. <laughs> Damn. That was real, though. But you I look younger it. than I do, to be fair. That's true, man. Really? Nah. People, no. people in the store I work in call me sir. <laughs> like teenagers. Nivek <laughs> 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 oh, gets ID'd at the Apple store. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I see your ID? Is your mom here? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just need to buy this. Uh, this cable that broke Can't away two times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, man. No. Like, are you planning to huff this? Yeah. <laughs> I have to paint Maybe. my car. I went, I went to Home Depot trying to buy some hardwood. Sir, are you trying to improve your home? <laughs> Get out of here. You're 14 years old. You can't build a treehouse on your own. <laughs> You're not a homeowner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn teenager. Damn teenager. But um, but no, you know what? Yeah, I, I, uh, I think you should also not play the card, you know? Just go yeah. be, a, be, be who you are, you know? Or wait for a parent to die. <laughs> Damn, oh bro. <laughs> I mean, it works. Um, for, I mean, I'm speaking off experience alone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, you know what? I 100% respect that you're very honest, and you told me that. Yeah. Because <laughs> now I know what I gotta do. Whoa, no, okay. chill <laughs> out, chill out, chill out. No, oh of my course God. not. Of course not. Oh my God. <laughs> of course not. That voice, man. Um, for the no. audio listeners, you know, they're the a, little con- <laughs> a little concerned. <laughs> Can't see People your face. listening while they're driving. That's good. Um, but okay, that's cool. I I now know, but I probably will uh listen to Krish on this one <laughs> yeah but yeah. um thank you for for letting Fair us enough. know letting <laughs> the people man. know uh, that's good. just make sure you hit up varman on twitter man please what's your twitter sus varman on twitter is that two s's yes s-u-s-s-v-a-r-m-a-n it's the most difficult thing to spell <laughs> for a lot of people apparently <laughs> what's the what's the worst pronunciation of your name you've gotten i get uh I, in high school, I got a lot of Marvin. <laughs> People just like wanted to associate me with the whitest name they could. Yeah. And th- I got Marvin. <laughs> and it's like, what Sri Lankan immigrants? Willing, like, willingly my, naming their yeah, son Marvin. Yeah, <laughs> in 19, like my parents just love Motown. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. The fuck name? Did Marvin? Marvin? Yeah. Like, does that check out? Like, I. I don't know. Uh, and it, it, that, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. Hey, you know what? Um, when I grew up, I just stopped. I just grew up with people who couldn't spell. But turns out it wasn't the case. <laughs> oh, but you get Chris, don't you? I get Chris, yeah. That Yeah, so there's like a, at least like a little. Yeah, it's like you're just shy, you know? It's like Chris, shh, just get the shh sound, you know? And you're good. <laughs> but um, you know what happens. And I'm, and I'm over it now. But, uh, you know, I do my, do my best to, to keep it together um when necessary um but we got sidetracked and i'm gonna bring us back on track here for a moment um you had mentioned that with uh with your music um doing this understandably doing this full time would be the absolute dream yes do you i guess bluntly put is that the case for you right now is that something that you're able to do are you able to kind of provide for yourself just based off of music? No, nowhere okay. close. Okay. God, no. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, of course, I didn't want to assume, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of like, I understand why the EP wouldn't have, like, as broad of an appeal, because, like, no mm. one 
It's a depressing EP. Like, I don't blame people who, like, don't want... Like, if you listen to that, like, for pleasure, you're a sociopath. Right, right, right. That's fucked up. (laughs) Right, right, right. So it's like, there's the only the other way of, like... Yeah, it's like, it's one difficult listen that people make. Mm. And they're... They like it, and they they feel as though they're better off for it. But it's like you don't go back unless maybe like death and taxes, like back tomorrow, maybe. Right, right, right. But yeah, like supporting myself. So because it doesn't have that kind of like really, really broad appeal, mm. it's like an indie rap just in general. Like it's a long game that you oh, have man. to play. Totally. Like there are dudes who are like legends in like indie rap who still work like a day job. Totally. Like because that's just you work. A long, 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 long time, and it oh, yeah. maybe happens. Oh yeah. So basically, I've picked a great career path. Really, really, really sure that it's gonna work out. No, fair, man. But I mean, but I think that's kind of the. I mean, the fact that you've, the fact that you're still making the music, regardless of this like very challenging and like exhausting long game that you mentioned, kind of like being ahead of you. Um, also kind of pays testament to to what you're doing to like keep it alive for yourself mm-hmm. you know what is what 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 is it that you're kind of telling yourself in those moments of like man what like why am i doing this you know because that question inevitably comes up right yeah oh yeah it it's gotten now to a point thankfully where i can just look at the time i've put in and mm. i can like once you come off like even after like once you come up like nine years yeah. you're just like why would i stop like i've been at this i don't think i'm good at anything else at this fair, point fair like i've kind of hyper focused into like one avenue of like creation or just like purpose as a human being mm-hmm. and it seems that like people like it and it seems like it does favors for me so like i just kind of keep like going because it's there's really just no point in stopping just right. at, once you hit nine years you're like why would i i haven't been popular for these last nine years and then, that doesn't then, make a difference right. in how much i enjoy it so like getting more popular or like having a bigger audience it doesn't make the world of a difference because mm-hmm. it's i'm not used to anything else right yeah also rap got me sex <laughs> i didn't think that would happen so now I'm willing to stick it out for just a little bit longer. Fair enough, fair enough. Wow, we make a return to this conversation. That's right. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I feel I remiss it. in not bringing it up. Because I, I didn't think that could ever happen. Mm. I didn't think girls wanted to do that with rappers. Fair enough. Really? No, I tell you, well, popular ones with yeah. money. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's like sus far <laughs> you know it's not a good setup for that but no yeah rap got me sex so i'm definitely not quitting now oh my god how did it change you as a person a lot i mean it's just my lord just the just the sheer fact like that is a fixed timeline like we can't change that right rap got me sex no matter what it's like and i just was not i used to like when i'd go out on dates with girls from like school I used to like take my music out of my bio or like my social media like briefly while they went on my social media because like as far as I was concerned, no girl wants to introduce their friends to their new boyfriend who's a rapper. And that's the assumption. And then when they make the assumption and they go out to hear my music, they see what the EP is and then they feel bad for Uh. even doubting it to begin. They get this weird like guilt thing of like oh like it's really cool and it's like i know i know you just feel 
right, you thought right. I was making like trap music right. and <laughs> I have this EP instead. So like right. I understand. So yeah, I always thought that like I just always hid rap mm. from like girls because I was like, I don't think you'd be into that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was wrong. Fair enough. And here we, <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Hell right. yeah. It's the only driving force at this point, clearly. Um, was that early into your career? Huh? Was that early into your rap career? <laughs> yeah, at 10 years yeah, old. Around like 13, 14. Oh my god. Oh, like when you started putting out the music. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think it, that's fair. it happened. That's all that matters. Yeah. Okay. Bro, let me give you. Sorry, I'm going to give you a piece of uh, okay. advice here. Oh, wow. I'm a young man. I need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Ooh. old head right here, man. Give <laughs> me the advice. <laughs> Release, I go hard. <laughs> With some new verses on there, That's maybe right. get somebody to do the hook. You know, there's prime <laughs> candidate hard. right here. I go ha 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 ha. <laughs> this hard. is weird subtext now that we're on a different subject <laughs> of conversation. Right. Right. <laughs> this is also a song I wrote when I was like 12. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> man. <Just> even weird. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, wow, everything me. connects. The world is weird. Uh, like that circle, <laughs> kind of. Hmm. Um, have you, do you guys watch The Office? Do you guys watch The I've Office? I've seen it. Yeah. I do. There's, uh, was it, season eight? Where uh, Robert, like that weird boss, is there, <laughs> and he just like pulls up in the room. He's just like, "All life is sex." <laughs> and everyone's just like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" That's what, that's what all this is reminding me of right now. Um, but um, <laughs> but no, okay. But serious question though. Uh, this is, I guess, uh, yeah, still kind of uh, along the lines of what we're saying. But like. Do you feel like it's, I mean, obviously you just kind of mentioned with Good, Bad, Ugly, it was like very manic. Um, it did kind of come out of like, again, feeling something like very intense and you're like running off of those exhaust fumes. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, do you, is there like, um, is there, uh, is like regiment something that helps you in the sense of like, Thinking about what your week looks like and be like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put all you know an X amount of time towards music, so that way I feel like I feel well balanced in terms of like going to work or oh no, going not to therapy, in whatever it is. Slightest. No. Okay, weird. Yeah, I'm the most like janky like <laughs> as far as like my the way my day is set up. Right. It's like I like wake up and then like I wait for there to be enough or little enough people in the house that I can just smoke weed. Right. And then I just vomit beats out right, for right, like right. a good four or five hours okay. and then I feel like all gross and like shaky and weird because like I don't know what it is I somehow emotionally put a lot into just sitting there and like making yeah, a beat yeah of course because like by the end of it I'm like all like fucked up and like weird and like high and like shaky yeah and then that's the day that I go to sleep, and then I wake up and I do it again. Fair enough. Okay. That's so it sounds it. like there is some regimen, but maybe the <laughs> yeah. way you stumble into it is like a <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just horrifying. Like it's not seeking balance or right, right, right. happiness, or it's just what it is <laughs> right. and what Fair it's enough. become, and Fair I enough. have no agency over it. Fair enough. Fair help, enough. Help. Yeah. Help. <laughs> help. Please help. Help. Um. But no, I think, I mean, why I ask is because, uh, yeah, like I said, it just becomes, it, it may become super disheartening, you know? It's like, it's not like there, I mean, there's certainly been points even in recording this podcast where we're like, yo, what what do we have to fucking do, you know? <laughs> what do we have to do to get a goddamn look? Um, but I mean, at the same time, there are also things where we're like, I don't know, we don't like mass market this shit. We're not like 
scheduling posts on IG to like, you know, fuck up with that, fuck the algorithm up. Um, but at the same time, it's like that, that thought's always going to be in the back of your mind. Cause you're like, why, 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 why do these like knuckleheads who are just like sitting and talking about hockey for like two and a half hours, why do they have thousands of views? You know, I mean, there's, there's a reasons for that. There are very good reasons for it. But at the same time, they're always going to exist, you know, um, and kind of make things exhausting. Precisely for what you said, there's a lot of music that's popular out of the city or not from the city mm-hmm. that is bad. <laughs> it's not that great, <laughs> uh, quite simply put, you know. Um, but uh, it's good to know. And I think it's important for, like, anyone to kind of hear that it's like, you know, it's, you know, when you think about time, when you think about, like, what it brings to you or like what it means to you and how connected you are to an art form or to anything it's like it's always going to be that much more worth kind of Mm. sticking through um Mm. which i think is really special um but i guess one thing that uh one thing that we we also kind of appreciate well appreciated but um but also kind of find unique and like always are keen to kind of talk about is like um is that uh your music is very much um or at least from what we understand, it's it's rooted in your in your your personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but oftentimes, I think, uh, and this is like, it's arguable, but I think it's something that we see as like what can become maybe a bit regressive or like a bit of a problem is like um, is your music or like your art form very much like being. Um, really tied to like cultural production of some kind uh-huh. um, and you know like by this I mean to say like we don't hear you rapping about like mangoes and like, yeah. and like elephants you know yeah um, and not to say that there is anyone out there who is doing that um, but but often <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but oftentimes but oftentimes there there is this kind of like uh, there can be this like pressure right to be like yeah to, to talk about it talk about your your like upbringing um, and your like your experience as like an ethnic minority um but that can that can sudden that can oftentimes not be nuanced at all you know yeah um and oftentimes that's when it's like that disconnect is very real when we're not thinking about what we're listening to it's like we don't all have to yeah fucking like mangoes or you know uh mutton curry but um but i guess like I, i am curious to know do you think that's ever been something where like you felt uh, a pressure to is that ever something that's kind of like crossed your mind where you're like oh is this like something i have to do nah it um like pretty much all the way up until i dropped the ep i always felt like super alien to the thumbel community Mm. because i was just always like a bizarre like i was like the white brown kid right like what they would call it like back then because like yeah i was always just like a bizarre kid who liked the things I liked in spite of, like, everyone else. And I only yeah, grew yeah. up around Thelma people, so it's, like, when you're in the seventh grade and, like, everyone listens to, like, J. Cole and Tyler, the Creator, and you're, like, listening to the Beatles. Right, right, right. Like, you, you, you're you weird. Like, you're you the mean, weird you, kid. You become so ostracized, I, yeah. Yeah, and then I went to an arts high school where there was, like, six brown people in our grade. Wow. So it was, like, super just, like, I always just felt like I don't harbor any, like, resentment for the Thumbel community. And, like, it's not, like, a thing like that. It's just, like, I don't really mesh with these people on that level. Because, like, we just don't. So I never, as far as music was concerned, that was never a, like, priority of mine. Because I was just like, eh, they're not going to like it anyways. Because it's, like, the weird thing that I do that nobody else gets. But 
when I dropped the EP, there was like this massive influx of like Tamil people who were really supportive of Word. the thing. And I got kind of early on, I got the idea that like people liked it not because of the content or of anything else. They liked it because like I was just the other Tamil guy who was rapping. Yeah. Like there's that sort of brand of like, I don't want to get too specific because right. like, I don't want to call anyone out inadvertently, right. but it's like that trap R&B yeah, yeah. thing about like getting over a relationship or like drinking Henny or something right, right, that's right. kind of like beaten to the ground. Right. That's kind of what most Thummel rappers, as far as like I've heard, with the exception of like a few, mm-hmm. that's sort of like the route they go down, which is like it makes sense because it's accessible and like people can relate to it. Right. And it's like a it's not a bad Thing. Like I'm right. not trying to put that down. I'm just saying like I'm the other person, right? Like doing that other thing that right. like they're not doing. Like it set me apart in a weird way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That whole like alien aspect of it, right? So now I don't think about it ever because I feel like if I do think about it, then that's like not gonna do anything for me because yeah. I didn't do that the first time. Yeah, it's not authentic to you. Yeah, yeah. I do sample Thumbo stuff all the right, time right. because that's just a hip-hop thing like mad lib has done full records of like indian yeah, 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 samples yeah, yeah. and stuff like that so i'll i'll like sort of partake in certain cultural aspects of it yeah. but as far as like the music is concerned though like i think it just becomes a problem when you see people kind of lean into the cultural aspect a little like too mm-hmm. much like they're very much so like they know their audience and it's almost just like let's milk out this thing via hip hop so that we can just keep our audience keep getting our audience bigger and bigger but the thing that they don't really understand is that like hip hop is a culture of its own like that is black culture and to like use that as like the vehicle to promote your culture as opposed to like really caring about that culture that gave you that platform like it comes off as like I don't know yeah exploitative (laughs) like weird and like just not respectful like it's disrespectful because it's like you d- you don't care like you're throwing a generic hip hop beat over some vaguely thummel lyrics right. and vaguely thummel things and then all of a sudden this is the part you should use for clickbait by the way because right. this will make <laughs> people mad <laughs> but uh it's like yeah it's just so obvious in my mind like mm. it just seems a little too easy yeah and like i don't it's just like it, maybe that's me being like callous and right. uh fucking curmudgeon but it's like <laughs> as as how as far as i see it so like i'm my intention is just like serve the music before anything like totally. the music is number one otherwise you've lost the plot like yeah. you've fucked up so yeah. that's how i feel about it at least yeah man i appreciate you sharing that um because i think there's a lot of what you said that you know, we've thought about, we've spoken about before too. So many times, and between, <laughs> especially between us. Yeah, say. I'm just yeah. the one who said it on the recorded yeah. podcast yeah. that's being put out to the public. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe it's like I, I think it, it also speaks volumes as like as someone who who makes music, right? Yeah, and as someone who's like very much experienced feeling, um, being like pushed to the outside or like not necessarily being accepted by by you know people who are share the same identity as you, right? Yeah. Which, um. Yeah, it obviously makes things more challenging, but um, in some ways it does allow for you to like exist outside of the echo chamber, right? Yeah. Um, which I think is like is always important is is always really important to do. Um, 
And I really appreciate what you said too about, you know, this like hip hop being black culture, right? Yeah. Um, Cause I guess something that like always kind of scares me or not scares me, but like, I'm like, yeah, in many ways I'm like, I know it's a thing, but I'm afraid of like, yeah, a, a lot of like brown artists um, who are currently like known as like hip hip hop artists um, who will like not be making hip hop music in like five or six years when it's like potentially while like I imagine black culture to like remain like at, like at if, its peak. If the thing if the thing that were popping like hip hop was like pop music, they wouldn't be making hip hop. Right. It's just whatever. Uh, if it were like yeah. Latin music, they right. would be making Latin thumble music. If it were like <laughs> yeah. pop, it would be pop thumble. Right. If it were like rock, it would be thumble rock. Exactly. It's not about it being hip hop. It's about it being the most sort of popular and accessible yeah, way to express right. that. On some like Miley Cyrus shit, right? It, we're like exactly, like, exactly. She's not making hip hop tracks anymore. Yeah. Um, and like as yeah, I, I'm obviously dumbing down the argument, but it's like, you know, Tamil folks, brown folks, South Asian folks, whatever, we're not exempt of, like, exploiting, you know, black culture in the same way, right? Because of, again, how accessible it's been made um, and, like, how easy it is to just kind of, like, hop on it without really thinking about the, the like, the consequences, the essentially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a challenging one. But, no, I, I think a lot of what you said resonates, especially just, like, not having uh that support right not having that support early on to be like yeah me listening to simon and garfunkel is like okay you know and it's like it's not a it's not a it's not a negative thing or it's not like a strange thing or like a concerning thing to to be listening to something outside of what other people or what other thumble folks are doing right yeah um Mm. it's just wild that when you said uh you know in seventh grade people were listening to tyler crater and j cole because when i was growing up people they weren't even listening to tyler crater Damn. Like I was listening to Tyler Crane and nobody else might. You were Dang. you were considered the weirdo for listening to Tyler Crane. Yeah, that's which is so up. weird now right. that you know that's the norm. Right. Yeah. You know, which I was in middle school at the time where he became really popular too. Right. So like he was oh, like yeah, middle yeah. school food, like because yeah. he was offensive and like right, right, right. It was Tyler the Creator when he just came out. So the middle schoolers were like, yeah, he's like speaking to us. Right. The <laughs> middle schoolers are just ubiquitously awful people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it spoke to them yeah 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 just a cesspool of like what can i say that will make someone mad right yeah now? <laughs> i just say it like it is man yeah. i don't care what people think about it. Yeah, yeah i'm rude deal with it deal with it you look around a year later you have no friends yeah. <laughs> like why did i make this my personality <laughs> <laughs> sucks why did i make being offensive my personality yeah, yeah. truly wow um Listen, man, this is like, this has been uh, really, really fun to do. And, and while it's not necessarily the end, um, yeah, it's really worth just sh- saying thanks again for, for being here. No and, problem. And kinda, thanks for having me. Yeah, chatting with us here today. We uh, we kind of end each of our, our episodes with, uh, with two segments. Um, one that has just existed since the beginning of time and, and another one that we've kind of thrown in for the uh for the sake of you know getting our our guests to share a little bit more but we're going to start with our with our first segment called soup it up um which is unofficially sponsored by campbell soup and it's uh it's where we essentially just share something that maybe in the past week the past hour the past day the past month um has made you salty made Ooh. you a little mad you know it's just an opportunity to get it off your chest and talk your shit um yeah. so we always open the floor with Navik um, to share something that's been on his mind. Please, man, tell us what's been on your mind. Hmm, this week it's a few things. Okay. And maybe one of them we'll have to cut out because uh, it's oh. about Krish. Okay. But it's not about you. Okay. You know what I mean? No, it's okay. You can um, make it about me. No, well, it's a Jace. Um, okay. So the first one, you know, 
I had to boss up this week. And by those of you that know that I had to go to an iPhone. That's right. Now, I've been using an Android phone uh, ever since I got my first phone. Okay, the most recent phone I had was the Samsung Galaxy S8. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, you know what? Now I accept that. Before I'd be like, uh, what the fuck are you saying? That's a sick-ass phone. But it's a garbage phone, actually. <laughs> wow, um, the switch-up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my days. Because I, I went to the iPhone, and oh, my goodness. You guys had this quality for so long. Don't don't the act like time. we've been hiding it from yeah, you. Yeah, no, you seen the I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. I was on <laughs> IG. But also, people return my texts now. You know? Oh, because you're sending the blue bubbles. And that is a little fucked up. That okay? is messed up. Yeah. Like, why? No, everybody's like, oh, you got blue now. I can talk to you. Yeah. No, man, just accept people for who they are. That's right. You know, and not by their phone choice. Dude, that freaks me out, that whole meme of, like, the Android versus the iPhone thing. Like, if you don't have blue text, I can't. Because of middle schoolers. Yeah. Because I remember being in middle school and, like, people just taking those kinds of things that are actually jokes way too fucking seriously yeah. so to imagine like a seventh grader with a samsung phone which like seventh graders shouldn't have phones <laughs> i fucking didn't but oh, like God. to imagine that social turmoil and then like a confused parent like the fuck do i do like mm. why do you want to know what's balenciaga like I don't know what <laughs> what's that what's is. that's what all parents are saying right now to their what is balenciaga what is who is this um, balenciaga that, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Who have you, what has he said to you? Who is Balenciaga? Who is he doing? Uh, but hey, welcome, um, you know? Welcome. Yeah, yeah welcome to the club. It is definitely <laughs> different. I feel like I'm better than everybody else now. <laughs> oh, really? You are, a little bit. Like It's weird. <laughs> kind of weird there. Uh, but <laughs> that's... I mean, you have a MacBook Pro. Like, you've been in a lecture before. You know what that feeling is, that high of mm-hmm. like... That open that... Yeah. Just like oh, a loud ass texting. Like. That's how I'd be using a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, what else I spill do. stuff in it. I'd be making them slime videos. <laughs> 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 it's like gross sounds. Yeah. No, I'd be typing like a fucking accountant in the <laughs> lecture yeah. just because oh, I'm like on y8.com playing right. like, <laughs> like mini clips. Yeah, mini clips. Eight, eight, eight ball pool. Eight ball pool. Working on my club penguin igloo. Like, That's right. Not doing shit in the lecture. I'm just. <laughs> Flexing. <laughs> it's all flex. Everything is a flex. Um, now, this other point I want to bring up is actually about Krish. Okay. Christian Nan, who actually started something called Dear Tamil Men, you know, uh, something very important uh, that we should all be paying attention to. And you know what? Off pod, he's told me he's been receiving a lot of hate. <laughs> and Krish is too kind of a person to respond. Oh, shit. Did I mess something up? No, no. It's you're good. good. Okay. You're good. Oh, it's good that you brought me for this. I'm a dick. <laughs> no. oh, I'm an <laughs> asshole. And a lot of people have been in his uh, in his DMs being a lot of men. It's only men, actually. Tumble men. Tumble men. Yeah, it's only Oh, my men. God. What? Really? Yeah. What a sh- it's, a, it's a huge shock, actually, to me. Um <laughs> And they've been throwing major hate, and you've been replying, like, trying to, like, not how I would respond. Right. Or possibly you would yeah. respond. Because I would definitely respond with, wow, you big-ass loser nerd. <laughs> go, go do <laughs> something, on. IG. Go do one thing other than just complain about how you love to uh, beat people and beat women and probably uh, everybody. Um, so I, w- I just want to say those uh, those young men... Um, man, you suck ass. You're t- you're <laughs> the worst. Yeah. And um, you know what? Uh, please DM me uh, instead of Krish. You know what? It's consistent with dudes like this 
have you ever met a dude who's like too excited to beat his future kids? Like, oh. Talking, like oh, when I have kids, <laughs> when I have kids, oh, when I have kids, the shit I got when I was like, you're too excited to hit a five-year-old. Yeah, you're too excited. You're, too, to... you're fucking like amped and like ready to yeah, go. That's when it becomes concerning. Yeah, that's like yeah, you that were waiting wild. for this before you knew you were going to have kids. Yeah. You just wanted to fucking fight an eight-year-old. Yeah, you needed to justify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just being a parent is like your justification. It's for... like too excited. Like yeah. it's like, dude, it seems like you just kind of want to do this whether or not they get in trouble. Yeah, that's, that. whoa, yeah, that's the real, yeah, that's the truth yeah. right there. Now, I um I do want you to DM me at Danavik so that I could organize fights with you and then text you. Oh, I'm five minutes away, and then twenty minutes pass. Yo, uh, two minutes more, yo. And then I I don't I just keep texting you a few minutes away until you wasted bed. your entire <laughs> evening <laughs> while I am outside uh, doing fun things. Right. Um, you damn losers, you. Oh my, uh, oh my goodness, I feel like how do you. What do you do, Mushy? Like, what do you... It's tough, you know? What do you do with your life other than listen to uh, current Eminem? Oh Joe Rogan. <laughs> and Joe Rogan. Uh, hmm. But, That's... Uh, <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you saying that. You know, thankfully, I, uh, you know, we each only received one kind of, like, personal, like, personal hate comment. I mean, you got a bunch of people who are very public about talking shit about, you know, the fact that they don't think that, uh, you know, that... Dumble men uh, are, you know, do a lot of harmful shit, but um, yeah, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, yeah I mean, at the same time, it's, these people. yeah, it's it's. I'm challenging. on his side. Why are you so nice about yeah. this? <laughs> I guess fuck these people. I guess the conflict for me is like, I know that these are the people who also probably need like the most support. You know. Oh yeah, true. Um, but it's also hard, and, and you know, we were just having a, a conversation with a few friends about this. It's like, yeah, where do you draw the line? Because yeah, ideally, you can sit down with like your worst enemies and like the people who are out to kill you, and like you you have an honest conversation about what's really going on. Um, but there are people who are also just like committed yeah, to misunderstanding yeah. you, right? So uh, you just kind of have to like, if they dish it, they take it. Like that's yeah, yeah. It's like uh, yeah, it's yeah. Like there's a lot of. I could say some mean shit right yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. like you know just people who go to university formals because their brains never matured past the point of realizing <laughs> middle school dances suck ah, yes sir like, let's keep it real that's a big middle school dance with alcohol <laughs> and essentially full of middle schoolers yeah <laughs> truly as far as like the brain is concerned <laughs> oh my mm. god I mean yeah and don't fucking watch this and fucking act like you don't know that that's the truth <laughs> that's the thing don't fucking even if you go to one just accept it you paid 75 dollars to ruin your fucking afternoon <laughs> oh it's God. fine you're not going to be able to take it back and you're probably financially irresponsible but it's the truth now, I do want to speak on their behalf. You don't know the vibe it's like <laughs> to go into a place, get patted down heavily by some cops, right? <laughs> uh, because they think you're going to start a fight, which you do. <laughs> and that vibe of them saying, um, uh, of them like going near a girl and then grinding up on her and you being like, you know what? I got to fight them right now. <laughs> to me, I don't know what you want. <laughs> That's a different vibe. Shut <laughs> <I> up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and all your boys running behind you and their boys running behind him and just that Some Romeo and Juliet shit I went uh, to art school I don't know what this yeah. is like <laughs> we only ran we only ran to the band list you know to see <laughs> yeah. who made senior stage band <laughs> that's the only running we did that is every fucking year yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, same, same here. Same here. <laughs> what did you play? Oh, I, I played trumpet. Oh shit! I played trumpet and then I played drums. Dude, yeah. trumpet's hard as fuck. It was, and I wish I, uh, I like kept playing. But you know what? There's a t- there's there's a, there's a chance for everything. There's a Hell chance yeah. to redeem myself. Um, play a little jazz again. Ooh. But um, but you know what? Yeah, double formals, concerning. Contentious. I guess that's what I'm salty about. Yeah. Then, hey, thumb formals. Fair enough. Thumb formals. <laughs> that's okay. Why do you spend money on that? Why do you spend money on the thumb formals? That's and right. why do motherfuckers ask me to buy tickets? Oh shit. Do I look? <laughs> who do I look like to you? <laughs> you look like you want to, um, you know, wear suit on a Tuesday night <laughs> in uh, Markham. You know. Hell yeah. And um, you look like you want to sit through like a bunch of speeches. And, you know, you look like someone who wants to enjoy, you know, mediocre uh, catered food, mm-hmm. uh, like some dry ass chicken breast and some overcooked, bro- overcooked broccoli um, in a, you know, unsavory uh, gravy of some sorts. Yeah. Um, be underwhelmed. You know, you look like the person who's, who's down to be underwhelmed by like the, the very watered down mango milkshake that mm-hmm. they hand out to you. I'd rather eat mutton curry with my hands and pleasure myself after without washing them. <laughs> oh, oh That's what I would rather do with my night. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Listen. Well, in his defense, that is quite hard. <laughs> yeah, it's Jesus painful. Christ. Jesus well, Christ. Well, if I had a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but, hey, I appreciate you getting that. <laughs> I told you I'm a dick. I told you I fucking, I'm an asshole. People don't get it. They listen to my EP and they're like, oh, he's so sad and oh, he's so sensitive. No, I suck. There's duality, you know? Yeah. We got to let there be space for Hell duality. Yeah. Um, I just trick him. Yeah, <laughs> got him. Tomfoolery. Yeah. You've been bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> Stream my EP. Yeah. <laughs> streaming, streaming now. Streaming right now. now. <laughs> All the platforms there. Um. Okay. We got our last segment here. This one's called Three Pete, unofficially sponsored by Lil Wayne. Um, and we ask you three questions in sets of three, and you try and fire them off as quick as you can. Uh, if you need to say more than three, if you need to say less than three, that's fine, too. There's, we're very lenient with our rules here. <laughs> um, but you just go off top as quick as you can. Hell, yeah. First one, three best food spots in Malvern. Ooh, three best food spots in Malvern. God, <laughs> there's like so much empty space. There's that 24-hour uh, uh, A&W. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Nielsen. That's definitely one because I ate there before I came to Oh, it. sick. <laughs> yeah, that A&W, yeah, that's definitely one because that's between. just like. 24 hours, come on. Yeah, it's good. Um, Charlie's Caribbean. Nice. It's uh, near Shepherd and Morningside. Okay. And it's like just you can get doubles. Ooh. You always need a spot where you can get doubles. That's right. It's like you don't have money, you just need food. That's right. And uh my place in Malvern. there's a supermarket. It's okay. like not bad. It's like a fresh it's called Freshland, I think. Okay. It's like if Loblaws was opened by Asian people. Okay. So like Loblaws quality but like Asian product. Okay, right on. So it's like way better. And it's just like you can get like lunch mm. in like it's like a Loblaws kind of thing. Whoa, it's okay. like super cheap. Okay, so you can get food delicious. In there. Okay, tell you, man. Um, this one might be you know you might need some time for this one, or you may not. Who are three underrated producers from Scarborough? Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Some or two people that we know. So someone we had on the show before. Uh, their name is Julian Posadas. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's our age. Um, we had him on when we first were when we'd started the show um also like sample based 
I mean, he does did a lot of sample based work. Yeah, show uh, he had a song premiered on Selection, which was like pretty oh, cool. Wow. Um, but he, when we asked him the same question, uh, he mentioned a few guys, but one of the guys he mentioned was Max Melanin, um, who's like hmm. a wonder kid from Scarborough, who will mm-hmm. definitely have to show you and, and get you in touch with. It's not like we know him, but uh, either yeah. way, <laughs> yeah. but either way, um, we'll give you his IG. We'll give you his IG, <laughs> Max Melanin. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but that was a guy that. Uh, that uh, we definitely think about. We think of Julian Posadas when we think of underrated producers from Scarborough, but definitely want to hear what, what you have to say. Yeah. Ooh, from Scarborough. I don't know many music people Fair. from Scarborough at all because it's... Uh, I, I basically just existed in like weird pockets of Scarborough. Okay. Like I never like left... Well, like once you go to art school, it's like just one area right, you're right, right. in and you're not really in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. I guess... I, yeah, I, 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 I guess I'd have to expand it out to okay. Toronto. Yeah, that's fair. Like, that's the only that's people fair. I know. But that's, um, a, that's totally fair. Like I said, we're pretty lenient with these uh, with these questions here. <laughs> there are two people who I like right now a lot. Uh, one's Karolanka. Nice, Karolanka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Karolanka put some spice on it. That's yeah. the homies AP and Rohan. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. They're like the other like weird brown rappers yeah. that exist. Like I found... They found me and I checked out their stuff and I was like, "Y'all are weird as hell." Like, yeah. I love this. Right, like, right, everything right. about it is super high so energy. Flawless. Yeah, they're incredible. Um, love those guys to pieces. They they make the best stuff ever. Right like, bump that. Uh, really great rapper named Aaliyah Raps. Okay, I'm not she's familiar. real new, but I think there's just like a lot of potential there awesome. for something really, really good. Considering she just started. Yeah, she's like already insanely good at it, and okay. that's. A A L I Y A A raps. Okay. I believe so. Amazing. And then uh last dude. I like Shan Vincent DePaul. Nice. I don't I really I really do quite like he's he's good. Yeah. I, I quite like what he does. He's got bars, man. Yeah, I that middle awesome them rap thing was like actually very ill. Very, like, very ill. That yeah. is the kind of thing where like execution could have made it like the corniest thing ever. Mm. But he pulled it off in a way that was very like tight. That's like right. I was fucking with that. I agree. I agree. Um, that's dope. I'm very excited to to check out Aaliyah raps. Yeah. Um, and last question for you, and this one, like I said, you can always you can always throw in some more. Uh, who are three or more people who support you unconditionally, who hold you down? Ooh. Um, man. I mean, I'm obviously like my mom, <laughs> like that's totally, and like my family. I guess my family is like one. Sure. Uh, my mom, I love her support because it's the perfect amount of support mm-hmm. that I could ever ask from her. Right. Because I asked her, like, what do you what do you really think of me doing, like, rapping and stuff? Like, what, what, what did, do you have an opinion on that? And she was just like, I don't know what's going on whenever you talk, but you sound like you know what you're doing. <laughs> right. And I was like, that is all I could have ever asked right, for. Right, right, right. <laughs> Considering There's trust there. If you understood this more, you'd understand the extent of my drug use and right. also <laughs> the extent of my depression. Right, right. So it's good that you don't know those things. Right. Um, yeah, and then also uh, like friends. Like I have great friends who are all doing creative stuff Amazing. all the time, like actors and sound engineers. And uh, the crew's called Offbeat. Okay. That's like what I release stuff under. Nice, like our nice. kind of quote-unquote label. It's okay. not... A label, but it's just like a group of people who Collective. wanted to, yeah, yeah, who wanted to release music, and we needed a ubiquitous thing. So that's like Hannah Rahan, Brendan, shout out Charlie, amazing. Y'all Off know beat. who you are. That's amazing. <laughs> um, 
But hey, thank you so much for joining us. Please, you know, I hope you you know that you can add Nivek and I to the list of people who will hold you down. Because, uh, yeah, we love the music. We love what you're doing. And, and your story is something that we greatly appreciate you kind of sharing with us here today. Um, so thank you. Uh, thank you Thanks for, for having us. me. It of was course, a blast. Without a doubt. Uh, this is our pleasure. Um, where can people find your music? Where can people listen to your music? You've obviously, you've dropped your Twitter, which we'll, we'll add to uh, our bio here as well. Uh, but where can people listen to your music? Yes, sir. Um, so Sus Varman, just about everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal. Ooh, <laughs> just in case. Get that Tidal money. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. That's S-U-S-S-V-A-R-M-A-N. You can see me be like a goofy bastard on either one of those platforms at any given time <laughs> and tiktok don't forget about TikTok. oh yeah and sus varman on tiktok <laughs> as well that is it yep that he needs a tiktok bag so yes it's, it's i'm losing it so like throw in pile them in keep uh, them coming in keep them coming in. Need, i need them don't let I the got kids to feed don't let the high die you can't <laughs> let the high die um so uh, yeah that's where you can find me just about anywhere phenomenal phenomenal and um and the project good bad ugly um is that something uh, is that also something that you're you're planning to release on on Spotify? Yes, and it'll be out soon. Okay, phenomenal. Please keep your eyes peeled. Uh, so long as you're you're following Sus Varman on all any or all of these platforms. Um, thank you again for joining us. Uh, this has been episode seventy-two. As always, is Chris, aka Chris, aka not Chris, aka bash me outside because I don't fight. I just get beat up, aka low poopy dirt, aka it's not me, it's not you. We're just going through a tough time right now, aka Doctor Do Too Little. As always, I'm here with Navek. Hey, it's Navek, aka Navek, aka Big Seon, aka the Tamil Tyrese, aka Mister Up on Your Girl Say Hello and Then Run Away, aka Two Cockshipper, aka um, hey, that thing that I said at the beginning, that was all a lie. I'm a liar. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Big Seon. <laughs> Ooh, that's that is actually who oh, in reference to somebody that um, does music and drama. Shout out to him. Um, and we got Zos Varma with this. Thanks again for listening. Uh, see you guys soon. Everyone, wave to the camera. Three, one, two, bye. Yep. Pedal to the metal, lost foot, and it was sugar in my gas tank. My cushion was a bosom on bad days. It's not a black woman I can't thank. You called crime when I told you these are the last days. Saw mine, could have split the last plate. Niggas didn't have faith, so I stopped trying. Apologize. We out of time, please get y'all a bye straight. You ain't got a lie, shit tradition did it my way. No sense in looking in the sky. Trace elements metal with mines. My state live fissures and fires. Niggas with live ammunitions in the stick on the highway. I only get better with time. That's what my mom say to die. Say, say to kill him this time. Boy, where well, I go foot on the line? What's mine? What good is it if it's not? You shook a bit. Sookie, sookie, niggas wasn't shit. Face looking like I stumbled out of pit. Hundred dollar chip. I pissed problems out the bottom empty. Mama said she used to see my father in me. Said I was not offended. Press King, Navy, Mad Mike on the bench. Living life like a nigga put a price on my head. Less. This how we on it if you need it and I want it better come prepared Going through it like prayers in the night sky You look like a chair when you folding up Hands on like a goalie with the puck Don't need any luck See the ghost of where I was Lonesome as I was